0: Welcome to Masculinity Now with Arabella Tornau. This episode today on Masculinity Now with Arabella Tornau and my guest, Jeff. Jeff, I actually (laughs) actually don't know your last name.
1: Markward, Jeff Marquardt.
0: Marquardt, Jeff Marquardt. Mm -hmm. And I'm really, really honored And excited to have this episode today with Jeff because it's a very special episode. Um, We are recording this episode right now at Creaken, at Creaken Wellness Resort in Ireland. And Jeff and me, we met the first time for sure in this lifetime here today, one week ago um, in person. But it already felt like we know each other for many, many years before. Yes. And Jeff and me, we had like really beautiful and I think we also created our own little vortex um, at this time where we where we had a conversation on the table. And before we go deeper into the conversation, I just want to say thank you to this place where we're at right now and also to Ray and Colby because we are on Elevate's wellness retreat here in Ireland and this vortex is held by the beautiful energy of Derek O'Neill and his lineage and I feel very blessed and honored to be here and to have this conversation right now in the yellow rose room so thank you for that and who wants to hear more also about Ray can listen to the previous episode because um, yeah we recorded an episode about karma, the wheel of suffering and dharma and you can listen to that on this podcast as well. And for now I want to dedicate this this podcast um, to not to dedicate but to say thank you that you have the time to sit here with me today and talk about you and your experiences and where you at in your journey and what lesson you learned along this journey of life and I am so interested to know more of what we already talked upon in our, in our table Mm -hmm. discussion. And I think I would love right now for you. My first question I have is before we go deeper into your journey, how are you feeling right now? And what was your biggest intention to come here on this retreat?
1: Yeah, that's a great question. Uh, right now, I'm feeling very centered and grounded. Uh, the energy in this room is—it's potent. Um, it's very much aligned with the energy of this whole of this whole property and the retreat itself, and the teachings of SQ and Derek O'Neill. Uh, my intent behind is coming here for this five-day retreat has always been just a continuation of what this year has represented for me. And um, it has been a breakthrough year in all areas of my life. Um, And one of where I have finally was able to put into practice the, the, the many various teachings Personal and spiritual teachings of SQ and, and really come away with um what I call coming home to myself, to my core self, and release and let go of the story and the illusion of mm-hmm. feeling less than and um and uh, something that's be, been really steeped in uh, a low self-worth and and a deep-rooted shame and um and really let go of that and step into more sovereign sovereign empowerment of, uh, of who i am to uh, to the central core if that makes sense mm-hmm. yeah um wow yeah I I have a feeling this is probably not going to be the last podcast I'm going to be with you, because it's I could probably talk for hours about the whole journey itself and where I'm at today and where I see myself going, both in my personal and professional life. So, yeah,
0: thank you. Thank you. And I, I do feel the same because the minute we were sitting down, I really felt like so drawn to have this conversation with you. And I ask you, hey, do you want to join this podcast? Because this podcast is really dedicated to, especially to men on their spiritual path, on their healing journey, and to give an understanding of what is next. Like we 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 got into this conversation because of your previous addictions to alcohol. Mm-hmm. And that is something what really brings me to a, what really draws me to have this conversation because there's so much already in this, in this, um, in the word already addiction. And there's the alcohol substances. And in the other hand, it doesn't even matter what addiction we have. It matters what is the underlying reason of that. And I'm always very interested in, in regards of where does addiction come from or why do you have like the feeling of why was it necessary also in your awakening journey to experience the lesson and lessons that addiction and in your case, the addiction to alcohol had for you?
1: Yeah. Um, well, to your point, to your first point, uh, you know, addiction is so prevalent in uh, America and Western society, and, and you know, across the globe. You know, and the thing about addiction, many people might not realize is it takes so many different forms. You know, I, I think addiction to drugs and alcohol is so. Is so magnified because it's so it's so in your face, so to speak. But mm-hmm. there there's all kinds of addictions. There's addictions to food, sex, porn, internet, dysfunctional relationships, smoking, gambling. I mean, it runs the full spectrum of the human experience, right? So, yeah. Um, one of my favorite talks is by Ram Dass, and he talks about addiction and attachment. And attachment is just addiction, I should say. It's just a perverse form of attachment. One of the first things that happens with most human beings is they they become separated, if you will, from the one, from the divin- divine essence within ourselves. Mm-hmm. Um and that's just the 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 nature of being human. So once we become separated, we from that point, and it's not my words, this is Ron Dawson, I'm paraphrasing, but he says that once that separation happens and it could happen quite quickly and unbeknownst to us as an infinite we're not aware of this it's very unconscious but once that happens from that point forward we innately have a desire to reconnect to Mm -hmm. the divine Um, oftentimes we're guided just to that the divine is something out in the heavens rather than something within ourselves and it doesn't matter what you believe if you feel connected to something outside of yourself, that's awesome. Um, But we become misguided in in that desire to tap into something that's bigger than ourselves. And usually as we become older, it takes form not always an addiction, but usually an attachment to a person, to uh, an experience, to a substance, to a behavior, so on and so forth. So that's exactly what happened to me. I was born into this world for good or bad, for right or wrong. I was born into this world, what I feel, with a deep-rooted shame. Mm -hmm. And there's no blame on my mom or dad or previous generations. That's just, that's my karma that i had to go through i'm still trying to tap into exactly what that karma is that's a deeper question and it at this point probably not relevant to my journey it probably will be at some point but mm-hmm. i was told by my teacher and and various other individuals that i've been through 700 lifetimes not so much with addiction but with the issues behind the addiction brings me up to your second point of the addiction not necessarily is the problem it's a symptom of something going on underneath so it's a symptom of our misguided attempt to discover something deeper within ourselves and what happens is a lot of people put a band-aid on the addiction, but don't necessarily get at the heart of what's going on underneath the addiction. And um I would love to change that paradigm because I think there are a lot of people that struggle. They might be abstinent from alcohol, for example, and they might have 60 days or three years of sobriety, but they might not be fulfilling their life's goal and they are not probably content with themselves because they really haven't fixed online issue wow yeah
0: wow thank you so much this is so potent and when we were talking briefly about that i mean it's not even briefly. it was also really in depth but it was still very clear that we are both like having the same perspective of the world view right now and not right now but in regards of like what is sobriety and that also sobriety doesn't equally mean becoming free so what is next what is next in store when yes we have the previous like problem let's call it like this way and we have addiction so we have like the um the society tells us okay you you suffering from addiction so you need healing okay what can we do for healing you need to go to, into rehab you do all those rehab programs and i'm sure you can also talk a little bit more about your experiences sure. and um and also give us a little bit more background knowledge of in regards of how long were you addictive to alcohol and um what started also your healing process where you actually like what was also like your wake up moment i would love to go also like deeper to that but before we go deeper into into because i'm always like so fascinated by the story what was the cause of like your awakening you know what was the cause of like okay i hit a specific floor, and I hit a specific moment, what was
1: it? Um Yeah, and I, I knew this question was coming up because the question has actually been posed to me a few times, yeah. not only this year, but actually on this retreat, and it, it's hard to put into words. So I'm going to do my best, and actually before I came up to the spot where we we're doing an interview here, I wrote a few three things down, but first and foremost, I will say that it, it, it certainly been a process, you know, mm-hmm. and and again, my story and what people have to realize, what I have to realize and you have to realize and people that listen to this podcast has to realize is this is my story. And everyone's story is uniquely different. Although in some ways it's very universal, if that makes sense. There's a, there's a lot of different, common threads are involved in the attachment and addiction and therefore in healing and recovery and also and uh, i love that word and mm-hmm. and it's also vastly, vastly different mm-hmm. uh, for me the last 10 years have been pretty much in and out of my dark nights of the soul is what i call it and uh it if someone listens to those podcasts, doesn't know what that means. It really means hitting your absolute bottom and stepping into the darkness that you didn't even know existed. And when I say bottom, and again, this is my story. Yeah, um, other people's stories are different, but you're 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 listening to someone that not once or twice, but many times over, over the last ten years, have lost everything and ended up. Homeless living on the streets. Homeless in Charlotte, Charlotte, North Carolina during the winter time where it snows. Homeless in Boulder, Colorado during the winter time where it snows. Holding up a sign in the middle of a freaking blizzard, uh, you know, looking for money so I can buy a bottle just to to get the shakes off. Um, uh, Homeless in Santa Cruz, California where I live now during the rainy season. and losing everything, having us uh, in and out of um, having some sober time, but for some reason, I had self sabotage mechanism that created this the, this tendency to destroy everything and end up drinking and. And again, you're not talking to someone where just maybe I'll have a few beers. It's go to CBS or Safeway, a local grocery store, and buy the biggest bottle of vodka I could find and just drown myself in liquor. And really, you know... It's not so much I wanted to die, to, just to get really blunt here. Mm-hmm. I didn't want to continue living the way I was living. So it, it was, in a way, a, a form of slow suicide, you know? And it, it's scary. It's scary to think that it gets to that point. And I did not see any way out. This, mind you, this was after I've been probably to 20 different rehabs. Wow. Maybe 10 of those rehabs in the last 10 years. I've been in and out of the ER, emergency room, in Santa Cruz alone within the last four years, probably about thirty-five times. Wow. Um. So just and 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 able to get you know four or five months of sobriety and then just throwing it out the window, and it was very puzzling to me. It was very puzzling to friends and family. And very frustrating to friends and family. But it was very puzzling to me, who knew what I was capable of. But still, I was throwing my life down the drain. And I think it really comes down—I know now—it comes down to not loving myself, you know. And, and unfortunately, until you get to a point where you realize that you—you you have to love yourself enough to do something different. And so what transpired in at the end of last year or can begin in the very beginning of this year january 2nd i made a conscious decision to stop doing what i was doing conscious decision and i think in towards the beginning of this year, I would say it was solely divine intervention. And certainly a lot of it has to do with divine intervention there are a lot of things that went into the equation, grace and gratitude for certain things that went into that equation, stepping into the SQ teachings, for example, having mm-hmm. um, an awesome therapist I've been seeing for three years, for example, being in Santa Cruz, where there are many avenues of, of different avenues of support that were offered to me but i have to take credit and it was a story of triumph i have to take credit for making that decision to finally say are you done with this and you know for anyone that's listened to this podcast you have a family member or and i'm getting goosebumps saying this if you have a friend or a family member that's struggling unfortunately other than having a huge heart and being there for them in a loving, unconditional loving way, you cannot make that decision for them. Does that make sense? They have to be able to come to that threshold and say, I'm done. My life is, I have too much to offer to the world. And that's also what it came down to. I God showed me however way, maybe in a later podcast, I can word it better if this is not coming through. But God showed me, I you are still on this earth for a reason. Yeah. You are on this earth for a reason. And I, I went on a retreat in beautiful Manchester in July of this year. And I remember talking about my story. I'm very open with everyone about my story. I'm not shameful at all of it at all. Even my people at work, within the very first few days of when I joined my company in February, I was very up front with people about everything. And I I was sitting down in front of two ER nurses from Stanford at this retreat in Mount Shasta, and I was telling them my my story, essentially, in in a a a 10,000 foot overview. And I was mentioning how many times I, I was admitted to the local hospital in Santa Cruz. with a blood alcohol level. Now when I say this number, some people listen to this podcast might just you know hope you're sitting down. A blood alcohol point five six and higher, not once, not twice, many times over. And the ER nurses almost fell out of there. we were sitting on it a table or a table and they they're they were, they're were just blown away. And I'm not saying that to get any kudos. I'm saying that's that's how high my yeah. tolerance was. And that's and that is comatose and death for most people. Yeah. So long story short, yes, I had to make a decision this year to to ask myself, do you want to continue doing what you're doing? Because essentially I was unpacked. path, to, I mean the next step was to go to CVS, not buy one just follow a bargain, but buy two or three and just say, I'm done. I'm done. So,
0: yeah. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Thank you for for sharing this openly, because this is exactly what taught me so much talking to you, because you have so much wisdom and you have so much love and you have so much grace for yourself, that many men and women, they need to hear this. Because many times we believe that we are alone with our story. And many times we believe that there is no way out. And many times we are not connected to our heart's wisdom, because of so many reasons, you name it, we, we can't talk for others because we don't know their path we don't know their karma we don't know what they need to deal from what they need to learn and some some decisions in life like you said we can't make like not some like all decisions in life we can't make for others but we can make them for ourselves and and there's always a lesson that we, we that we are actually like learning from but we need to be open for divine intervention. We need to be open for this path and we need to be open for higher guidance and that you were open for this messages mm-hmm. and that you were open for those higher guidance mean that you have such a gift to share to this world. Yeah. And so many other beings too and I'm so grateful to talk with you about this today because because in every darkness, there's the light, but we are the people who need to open the door for the light to enter and you open this door
1: yeah yeah you can somebody can be shown that, and and hopefully you know when someone's going through this thank you for what you just said when when, when someone's going through this certainly they 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 need guidance they need someone to maybe I, I, I had a therapist i think once said you know i'm here to shine a light in the in the dark cave if you will right or maybe you know uh Maybe, you know, have a mentor or a coach or a teacher or someone to lead you, to guide you to a certain threshold. You know, I I, I think of a dark cave or I think of an entryway, you know, mm-hmm. but and they can lead you to that point. But guess what? They're going to let go of your hand at some point mm-hmm. and you need to take ownership and, and make take that step where it's what's the same. Take one step towards God and God. One step, and God takes 99 steps, or something like that. But you know, and 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 you know, reality is too. It takes a lot, it takes a certain amount of trust and faith. Yeah. You know, and that's where I I struggle with because you know, for me to trust or have faith in something, I'm more of a hands-on experience i need to feel that experience you know and it's hard for me to blindly trust something or mm-hmm. blindly have faith in something that i can't feel can't touch you know yeah um and so that 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 that's the, the difficult decision you have to make you know but um when well, you said something oh yeah i want to speak of um is it okay if we dive into the divine divine masculine sacred masculinity and divine feminine or
0: beautiful i just To say um, one word like I wanted to also know before we go there because it's all connected anyway because you just said like taking ownership and has a lot to do with like the divine masculine within us take responsibility for our action and to also like you know walk through the shadow of shame and asking also the shame what was there to be learned from and I wanted to ask you um before we go before before we go there when was the last time that you drank
1: um yeah a lot of people when they go through recovery especially people that do a 12-step program AA have you know countdown days I don't do that you know I know it was towards the end of last year so it was just uh, um I I, I want to say a few days before Christmas of so 2022 um because I was at in, in ER <laughs> For umpteen time and then i got released from the ER after being there for a week or 10 days or something and i made it back to my i still had a place to live and and then i made a decision to to not pick up my drink since then so but yeah it, it was a few days after so right going into the new year mm-hmm. i was still on the fence. i didn't know you know it, it, it was one of those that was kind of like, it wasn't I just woke up one morning and said, okay, I'm not going to drink today. It, it was just a few days where I, I, I went back and forth. And I'm like, Jeff, what do you want to do? What do you, where are we going to go with this? Yeah. Because if I chose to go right and continue on that path, I, I, I wouldn't be sitting here today. I think I'd be six feet under your sure. Mm-hmm. But it, it was in the first few days of that year, of this year, probably New Year's Day maybe. Or maybe the second day, I made a conscious decision. Decision, say I'm doing things differently. Yeah.
0: Do you miss it?
1: No, absolutely not. Beautiful. Absolutely not. So, I have no desire to alter my state of consciousness. Yeah. You know, and I, I tell people, I told people many times on various sets, on calls, and people work. I haven't had a bad day this year yet, you know, and I, I was telling, I'm one of my coworkers, you know, you, I could come, I could walk into work tomorrow and be told that I don't have a job, they're letting me go, I work for a non-profit, so, you know, my job's pretty secure, I'm good at what I do, I work in accounting finance right now, but, you know, even if I came in and they said, well, guess what, Jeff, you know, we, weren't, we, 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 we can't do this anymore, we're not getting the funding, we're not getting the grants, and... You know here's your here's your pink slip or whatever it is however they do it or I can be told I'm getting evicted I mean I wouldn't be getting they 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 love me where I'm at but you know the shit can really hit the fan right now and that'd still be no reason to drink mm-hmm. you know I I there there's no reason to alter my state of consciousness now and the other thing I want to touch upon is my story has been coated with not only numb and uncomfortable feelings, you know, the, the shame and the insecurities and the loneliness, you know, loneliness and, and uh, being alone is, is a huge chunk of my story. And loneliness is such a heavy, heavy feeling. I mean, it's very easy to want to get out of that through a behavior or through substances, because it's such a heavy feeling. No one wants that emotional feeling of, being alone and loneliness, mm-hmm. you know, that could be a whole lot podcast right there. Yeah.
0: And <laughs> you know? in regards to addiction anyway. Yeah. Yeah.
1: You know, and there is a difference between being alone and having loneliness. That right. could be a whole topic right there, which yeah. I'm very well, that r- well versed in. But um, going back to my point of not only is my story laced with, yes, I don't want to feel this freaking loneliness anymore, but, and usually I'm, I'm as you can tell, you you can't see me, but when my therapist says, where are you feeling the emotion of my body? I hate when she says that because I don't feel my emotions in my body other than I reach up to my head and I grab my forehead. I'm like, just get it out. It's all in my, it's all in my freaking head, you know, Mm -hmm. um, tightness or whatever you want to call it. But. So not only do I have that dynamic of want to numb myself, but then I also have that dynamic of well, I used to. I shouldn't say have this anymore because I don't. Mm-hmm. When life is good, I want to accentuate it. I want to let's let's bump up that high, you know. And airports and hotels and going away and then let's celebrate. Look at look look at how well I've done. Look at I have almost six months where I, this year is going so freaking awesome, and I, I I'm in shape and I'm doing great my job and let's celebrate, so let's accentuate this high. That's I want to mention that because I don't think a lot of people, it's very unconscious and you don't realize you're in that territory until you're picking up a drink. Mm-hmm. And there's a huge part of the whole socialization of alcohol that's wrapped in celebrating. Right and etc. You know, getting that buzz. You know, yeah. why do we drink? if we get the buzz. Yeah. You know, a lot of us. You know, I mean, um, some people like to taste the red wine, or, or taste the Guinness, but you know, yeah, a lot of times it is to 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 get that buzz to accentuate a good feeling to celebrate. So that's a dynamic, and there's a whole ritualistic component of that. I want to yeah, and that's from maybe uh further discussion, Wanda, I wanted to highlight that as well because that was very prevalent in my story.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And do you feel that this bus, you know, that you feel, like that you felt or like that we and the society feel when because like There are several kinds of addiction that are not going to be like talked upon and then there's addiction that actually like, you know, from the society standpoint, they're actually like, you know, like alcohol is like legal and everything is like legal and getting the bus and everything. Um, Do you feel like this is a state of bliss, is a state of blissful feeling in regards to the bus or in regards to like, okay, Um, Let's make the conscious decision or unconscious decision. Um, I want to escape my reality that I'm actually currently in because I, and now we come to the term of like feminine and masculine, Mm -hmm. and I'm really excited to talk um, with you deeper about that in regards to purpose and in regards to, okay, what was it unconsciously that you were looking for? um, What made you feel... Going down the spiral of addiction mm-hmm. got you the message in regards of like, well, this is not the life that I actually want to create, but I have the opportunity when I decide that I want this life to create a life of of purpose. Mm-hmm. Um I would like to go deeper in this in this range. Um, because a lot of things have to do with what is my purpose in life and many clients of, of mine and we always hear this like, we always have those moments of like, what is my purpose? And do you feel in your experience that there's a bridge in between of like, what is my purpose and also like not knowing what my purpose is and then choosing something that is numbing me out?
1: I think that's the story of a lot of people. That's not my story. You know. Okay. Um I've always known my purpose was to serve people. Yeah. And maybe not and not in maybe not really fine tuning that and what how that's gonna evolve. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I did back to back master programs in transpersonal psychology about 15 years ago. And transpersonal psychology is merging Western spirit Western psychology with Eastern spiritual traditions. It's called the fourth wave of psychology. That's where we really need to go. It's essentially blending the you know developing polished ego with developing a spiritual connection. Um I've always known, and before that I was in hospitality. I managed hotels and resorts. I was always I always knew that I had a wonderful capability to serve. The, my fellow human beings, in, in, a, in a supportive way. You know, my my story is more based on, um, and it's funny we're going to dive into the you know sacred masculinity and divine feminine because my story has been based on being alone most of my life. And constantly having, an, and no, don't no blame or anger towards women, um, but constantly have being attracted to a, a, a woman, and constantly them saying, "Wow, you have amazing qualities, you're an amazing guy, but I just want to be friends," mm. you know. And over and over and over. And my therapist says, you know, Jeff, you need to kind of look at how many times that has not happened because we tend, to, as humans, we tend to focus on what's not worked in our past. The lack. Right. Um and certainly there has been individuals that were attracted to me in and and in, in, in that way that maybe it wasn't mutual, you know, but neither here or there. Um I, you know, time after time again was 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 left after that experience thinking, what is wrong with me? Mm-hmm. You know, what am I lacking? Or am I too much? Am I too needy? You know, reaching over and grabbing to hold a bellow right now. <laughs> Am I too needy, grasping, clinging, you know? Um, and, you know, um, what I've come to find out is there. there is, there's so much to offer within myself. I mean, and for me to even say that, that's huge, <laughs> you know? Um, um, yeah. I have amazing, freaking awesome qualities amazing, over the top, okay? And I, don't, I i wonder, maybe I'm just scared, that's going to be too much for someone, because I have, my heart it is so huge, you know? Yeah. So that aside, what I come to find out is, as a man, for whatever reason, I was born into this world being very sensitive, um, being um, very attuned with my huge heart and my ability to be compassionate and tender towards someone else, not towards myself, but to mm-hmm. other individuals, um, and embracing what I come to find out as the divine feminine. We each, for anyone that's new on this call does, or doesn't know, a woman has divine feminine within her as well as sacred masculinity. Likewise, a man has both the divine feminine and sacred masculinity. My issue as a man has been it's been very easy, for whatever reason, to drop into my divine feminine, but very challenging to drop into my sacred masculinity. Very challenging for me to drop into being assertive, stating my needs and desires, being, you know, setting boundaries, you know, guiding someone, leading someone. I was actually a great manager. So I, I can lead and manage and direct teams within my, and within the workplace. I one of my greatest pleasures at working at Hotel Resort was assembling teams and putting together cohesive teams. I was, a, and people tell me time and time, you've been the number one boss I've ever had. So I was great in that ability to bring teams together and lead people in that way, but when it came to leading a woman in the bedroom, for example, or leading a woman in a relationship, completely opposite. Mm. And i come to find out, it's not that I'm lacking something, that's my shadow aspect, that's the aspect I have challenges uh, stepping into. And so it's not that I need to fix something, I'm putting my air quotes up right now, I don't need to fix anything about me, but just realize that by being more conscious maybe, and with some work and maybe more therapy and certainly songwriting which is a whole other aspect songwriting singing playing a guitar stepping into creative expression i have a feeling that that sacred masculinity is going to kind of come uh, moving my hand towards the center of my 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 being right now and working with i do a men's group each week too you know working with men developing relationships secure relationships with men And um, that's gonna kind of move that needle, as you will, over to more of a center point where I can harness both the the, the masculine and the feminine. What I've come to find out, I'm reading an awesome book right now by David David. David, David, David Data. David Data. Mm -hmm. Called, um, what's it called again? Um, The
0: Way of the Superior Man.
1: Thank you. And he talks about, you know, the the, the, the need, it's not necessary, but it, it, it almost says it's necessary to have a balance between the masculine and feminine in relationships, because otherwise, the relationship will sooner or later will deviate and probably not last. Yeah.
0: It's so beautifully put into words. That's this, is, I'm, I'm buzzing because it's like so, so beautiful to hear this out of a man's, um, Mouth because it's so powerful. Because the and it's it's new for us because this wisdom is not learned in our school books, this wisdom is in our hearts. But to tune into our hearts, we are we need to walk this path in our self love, and most of the time, it's through the shadows, and actually, like always. It's through the shadows shadows. and and I see your wrist and it says love. And we were talking about like how important self love is. And you you mentioned something um, that I totally definitely can personally agree on my personal healing journey is like having this heart and feeling and being sensitive and 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 loving towards others, but not towards oneself. So, and especially in regards to the feminine and the masculine qualities and also, like, trusting, you mentioned in the first place, you know, that it's very hard to trust in something or have faith in something, what you can't see, what you can't really experience with, with your five senses, because it's just so, it's just so non-logical for us, but it's felt with the heart. But when we grew up in a society where we are programmed and most of the time distracted and walking away from our heart, because like now individual, but also collectively to say like, okay, let's like put work into us. We need to uh, com- compete towards like other companies, towards other men, towards other women, like constantly, like always the distraction um then we are lacking the feminine qualities within us and and when we allow ourselves to balance those dynamics and also becoming aware what does not work right now anymore what what is maybe wounded what is maybe wounded from from previous like um situations or from our parents that we like passed on we can actually like see the light and we can We can embrace it with more playfulness and with more joy. Mm -hmm. And that's what I like see within you. You know, like it's it's the beautiful dynamics not to fix anything, because we don't want to fix anything. We want to understand.
1: We want to understand. That's a great word. We want to understand. And we want to really cherish. You know, I actually I remember, you know, when I was younger, you know, as an adolescent or even as a child, I, I you know I would say I was made fun of, but maybe not. I don't know. Maybe that's my story. You know, because I was a sense of, you know, or shy. I was shy. You know, and you know, growing up as a as a boy, and then later on as a man, you know, I got trapped into being the the, the shy kid. Or and now it's being being a, a full grown man. Man, it, it's it's the Mister Nice Guy. Mm-hmm. You know, nice guys always finish last. You know, and. It's, And, um, you know, I'm not, I'm going to be true to who I am. I'm always going to treat a man or a woman, you know, whoever I meet, with with compassion and tenderness and love, you know. But what I refuse to do is be Mr. Nice Guy. And when I say be Mr. Nice Guy, I mean, you know, totally, you know, sacrificing myself for someone else. I'm not going to do that in any relationship. You know, I was just talking to someone at lunch today, how it feels good, you know, you're not going to resonate with, you know, just within this, what, 30 people here at this retreat. I'm not resonating with every single one of them, and that's okay. Yeah, and I don't have to be your best friend. We connected, mm-hmm. you know. Um, if we didn't connect that first day, it, 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 that's okay, you yeah. know. And I'm not gonna connect. So I was so steeped into uh people pleasing and being a doormat, and uh, especially when it came to relationships, you know, trying to oh man, I never want to go back there again, you know. If, if a man's listened to this and you got you, you got stuck in that, you know, just have compassion for yourself. Please have compassion for yourself and just start to realize the story, start to realize the patterns. Because if you're continually being placed in the friend zone, uh, and there's, there's plenty of books and plenty of podcasts out there to talk about this, but if you're continually placed in the friend zone or typically labeled as the nice guy, it's something you should look at. And what I what I what I offer to say is don't dramatically change anything. Mm-hmm. Be acutely aware of when you start to to you know it, it's about shining light and being conscious of the unconscious. That a lot of times, so often it's something unconscious that happens and it's it's too late before you even realize it. But you know, it, it's just making little shifts here and there. And so some, some people can say that might be changing, you know, fixing something. I don't think it's fixing. It's just kind of shifting your perception and your and your your uh, perspective, if you will. But, you know, start to step into, you know, not not trying people please, you know, and being okay with not befriending everyone, you know, and, and just being confident of who you are as an individual, you know, and... um Um, by tapping into realizing what the the, the, the sacred great qualities you have, I would imagine that's probably what's worked for me. I mean, that's a great question. Um, I'm just trying to think how, yeah, I, I guess it came, it comes down to you not listening to the story, being aware of what the story may be. And uh, and 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 so here's okay. Uh, this, this is I'm, I'm just trying to mm-hmm. think think the answer through I want it to come from my heart and not come up with some like what I think is a great answer. Mm-hmm. And what I've done this year. Okay, I mean, this is what and this is why I love my therapist. And so when people say you know what. what what changed for you? It's it's hard to answer that question right on the spot because there are so many different things went into it. Having a therapist for three years, having a great therapist who went to a similar graduate program that I did, and her brother's an active heroin addict. So there was some resonance right from the get-go when we started working together three years ago. And when I started bouncing in and out of her... Therapy office because I would just go MIA for three or four months and you know when I was out there drinking, living on the streets, and then all of a sudden I'd come to <laughs> the other side and, and give her a ring. Hey, I'm back, and she said, "I will always take you back." You know, that's amazing. That's amazing yeah. for a therapist to say that yeah. and to continue to work with me. Anyways, what we started doing this year is um, we started working on all the different aspects of who Jeff is. The light and the dark. Wow. And I don't know if she framed it this way or I did, but I started watching Survivor. Remember the show Survivor? Mm-hmm. No? Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Survivor is a show where people compete uh, to stay on an island or stay in, like, um uh, tahiti or some some exotic location learning mm-hmm. people and they compete to stay in an island and they make they make teams everyone gets voted off the island and the winner wins a million dollars okay. something like that there's many different versions of it but that's and so and then at the end of each episode it's every two or three days they all get in a circle it's called a tribal council mm-hmm. and they go around and, and talk about why they shouldn't be voted off (laughs) anyways and somebody gets voted off the island yeah okay so and i don't know if i came up with this from my therapist did but we decided to let's everyone sit down to tribal council, me and everyone, all the different aspects of myself, because I don't care who you are listening to this podcast, podcast. you have different versions of yourself, you have all kinds of different versions of yourself that you're fighting, playing conflict, in conflict with, sometimes they retreat, sometimes they come in full force, sometimes you get hijacked by them, sometimes you kick them, you want to kick them out of the car, yada, yada, yada so what we what we have been doing this past year is we've been allowing you know as my central core self your core self is sitting in the middle and every different aspect of yourself gets a chance to go to the, you know, the little podium or grab the microphone and invent or you know express him himself you know they want to be recognized they want to be heard they want to be seen but they don't get to overtake the whole the, the whole uh uh, space. Yeah, you know, my central core self, the one in charge, pretty much. Yeah, remains in charge. You know, and in this case, nobody gets voted off the island. Everybody gets to stay. Mm. So. You know, that aspect of myself, I went through a phase where and I went through phases where I want I want to be the alpha male. You know, I think I have to be the alpha male to get the woman, you know, and that's very common when it comes to an individual like me. You know, I'll see a guy at the gym that has tattoos and is like the you know, I'm, for those that can't see me, which is all of you, I'm 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 blonde and I'm handsome I, I'm handsome, I'm blonde. Yes, you are. <laughs> it's not that you're that validation, but you know. But growing up for some reason and I always, and, and this is just amazing how society and messages from media and movies and TV shows, yep. you know, growing up for some reason, I was taught that women want the dark, tall, handsome man. Mm-hmm. You know, so I remember I had cousins who my my dad's brother is a she, he he married my dad's brother married an Italian woman, so I had cousins who were dark and they had a, <laughs> and, and their parents were actually very easygoing. they were allowed to listen to freaking Iron Maiden and Black Sabbath you know they'd come over to our house I was brought up on Long Island before we moved to California but they'd come over to our house on Long Island you know they had the long hair you know they're we're all in our adolescence were 13 or 14 and long hair they're in like rock bands and playing Black Sabbath and, and I'm like I want to be that right whereas my home was, my mom was playing, like, Carly Simon, Fleetwood Mac, Fleetwood Mac is one of my favorite all-time groups. I still love them. Um, but, you know, playing all these, like, more heart-centered songs, and that's fine. But there was such a disconnect of who I was and who I wanted to be. Right. Very alive and well, right in my childhood. So I carried that on to my adult years. Yeah. So now, not so much now, but... Previous to my time, and I still, mind you, I'm in a growth stage. So these, what I'm talking about, I'm not perfect. And when I say I transformed, all this ebbs and flows. I want that to be very announced right from the get-go. I'm still in process and transformation. I will be until the day I take my last breath. Okay, but I will say. That when I'm at the gym, there's still a tendency when I, you know, I'm doing what I'm doing on the gym floor with the weights and whatever. And I see a dark, handsome man or a man with the beard, you know, and a tattooed all up. And, you know, I'm like, there's still kind of like, yeah, I wish that was me. So instead of, and that could be still present, but it doesn't overtake me. It's still there, and it ebbs and flows. But my therapist, because <laughs> I always take my hand, and I say it goes into the into the, the background rather than the foreground. You know, so she always, where are you at? Are you are you over here? Where is that? at? <laughs> so usually, what happens is now, if I if that happens at the gym, I'll I'll be like, okay, that's interesting. Okay, I can let that be there. But it doesn't rock my freaking world. Right. So maybe that's how I'm more confident because yeah. there are very few things that rock my world. I don't know if you were, were you there when I sang yeah. and played the guitar the other night? I was, I was not. Okay. Well, you missed that. Oh, man. Okay. That's fine. I okay.
0: asked you, I asked you the I one know. I remember, yeah. and then I was like, are you playing tomorrow? And then you were, yeah, yeah. it
1: kept, it kept, okay. it kept, because people. Oh,
0: I'm sorry, Jim.
1: After that. Anyway, so, um, I did play that night a few songs, Okay. Okay. and it it went well in one aspect because here I am, I, I did it. Mm-hmm. I was courageous enough, courageous enough to do it, but on yeah. the other end, it, it was like, you know, the first time taking a swing at the bat, at the plate, I'm not going to hit a freaking home run, you know? Yeah. And it was just, in my opinion, it was like, wow, okay, that was... You know, I, I had this expectation that it was going to be Bono or Robert Plant, you know, and that's not reality, okay? Yeah. I could have allowed that to really rock my world. I went back to my room and I was like, wow, man, I wonder what they all thought.
0: Did you ask them?
1: i I got some feedback, but didn't get a lot of feedback the next day. And there were a few people that approached me and said, wow, that was great, you know. And not that I need that validation, but, you know, my point is that, that 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 low sense of self-worth kind mm-hmm. of creeped in a little bit when mm-hmm. i began i was able to see say you know what i didn't see anyone else playing the guitar or singing a song or bust that bust out of their comfort zone that was a huge out of comfort zone for me oh my
0: god i would never yeah. ever be able to play like the, the guitar or sing or anything and mm-hmm. i just wanted to say like and like this what you just said with like the you know busting out with the like you know like we all have on a larger or smaller degree our shadow aspects and they won't be gone also when we shine light onto them we bring them into our awareness and we see them lovingly and we can interact with them and we can not we can decide to be not longer controlled by them so what you just said you know is really like the key to so much because you are aware of those things that can come, not must, but they can come into your conscious awareness, you know, and I know this feeling just like to, to tell you, I know this feeling so well. When you have feeling and it comes, it comes from here. It mm-hmm. comes from and I'm pointing right now to my pelvic area. It comes from deep down and it's just like is here on your on your stomach and like you know like the solar plexus and your self-esteem and you you all of a sudden the voices come in and it's like oh i wonder how they think like how they thought about that and then it's like oh you could have been better and then all of a sudden like this am i good enough and then it can if you just don't like if you just like you 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 can't like also force the voice to stop because it gets louder and louder and louder so what happens or what what really like you know, helps me is to just allow those voices to, you know, like come through me, but also lovingly. And I think there's where the compassion comes in and the love and the self-love to the story that we also created, because there's no way in our entire life that we are worthless. There's no way that we are not good enough. There's no way that X, Y, X, you know, it's just all a story, but it's very important yeah. that we are becoming aware of where is the story coming from? Why does the story has such a big control and influence of our life? And how can we create another story? And when it's time to let go of the story yeah. so that you are ev- like that, you are even aware of that you have this residue, mm-hmm. you know, of the story creeping in, but also like, also saying positive things towards you with like well i did not eat like see anyone else playing yeah. i did not see anyone else singing i did not anyone and that is so true because like what happens is when we just don't push ourselves out of our comfort zone we don't grow we
1: don't grow nothing changes no nothing changes
0: yeah. and we are all here to to grow and we are all here to change and i also wanted to point point out what you said about like Hey, I'm I'm not perfect, I'm not like you know, like enlightened or whatsoever, and we might never be, you know, and that's okay because we are all here to learn, but we are here to learn to grow from our experiences and our lessons, and to also help others to do the same. And and that's just like I just wanted to pinpoint that out because what that that's what you my life, What
1: does that say?
0: Intentional excellence. <laughs> I love that. And that's true. It's all about, it's all about the intention. It's all about like the consciousness behind
1: it. I'm striving to be excellent in everything I do. Mm -hmm. Personal professional life, creative expression, striving for excellence, but you're realizing I'm not going to be perfect. Because I used to be a perfectionist, Mm. used to be. And I'm like, I have no desire to continue that route.
0: I mean, how far did it bring you? like, you know, striving to be perfectionist? Because I have a lot of friends and clients who are having this pattern of, like, I want to be perfect.
1: It's, it's, um, it's exhausting. Mm-hmm. It's exhausting for me. It's exhausting for people you, you hang with. Yeah. It's, it, and, and, you know, you, you, you're going to fall short, you know. Um, I, I want to mention something that's, that, that's on my heart. And I don't know how much time we have, but, um, for your heart, always. Okay. <laughs> Good answer. <laughs> um, cause the, the the shame is, is an aspect, you know, probably doesn't get talked about a lot. You know, shame, I think, is something that gets swept under the rug, you know. Um, and I, you know, I had a very powerful um, moment yesterday, as I talked about in the, in the closing circle, if you remember. I do. And I tell a story that's... Um, revealing of how deep the shame went for me. I have I have a memory um, of looking at a photo album. This is this is pre <laughs> this is pre iPhones, guys. <laughs> so yes, we had photo albums at one point where we took pictures and had to get the pictures developed <laughs> and put them in a photo album. Okay, so I was born nineteen seventy, so I'm a seventies eighties guy. Um, anyway, I'm like. I don't know, if I'm gonna see ballpark seven, six, six, seven years old. And I'm looking through the photo, photo album and I'm looking through the infant pictures and I see I have two older brothers. I have one brother who's four years older than me. He's the oldest in the family. And I have another brother who's a year, a year and a half older than me. And a younger sister who's about a year and a half, two years younger than me. I'm the middle, mid, middle, middle one. So we're going, I'm looking through the pictures and I see one of my oldest brother, Fred, and he, you know he's the typical older man, male boy, um, uh, very uh, high energy, you know, attention seeker, confident, uh, totally different from who I am, you know. Uh, and very turned out to be very successful has married kids, has very has done very well for himself. Um, and then another brother who, was a little more, not as confident with himself, but, um, oh, and so the pictures, Fred, the 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 oldest one, he's, you know, I don't know, four or five, he's like, it was obviously during Halloween because he had like Indian Indian costume on, Mm -hmm. and he was just playing around being goofy, you know, and so Paul, uh, the one that's a year, a year and a half older than me, uh, he didn't have the deep root insecurities, but he wasn't as confident as as, as Fred was. But the picture of him was um, it's adorable. He's like, and like an infant, like, I don't know, less than a year old. And he has, like, the Pee-wee Herman. He had, like, dark, he still has black, like, darker hair. Mm-hmm. And Pee-wee Herman hair came up like, like this, you know, I have Pee-wee Herman hair come up, like, in, in the <laughs> middle. He's adorable. he's yeah. looking at me like, oh, my gosh. <laughs> and we'll skip me for a second. And then my sister, who is, we have a little bit Irish in us. And so she had the red hair, and she's a picture of her when she was like three or something. And she looks adorable. Cute. Then we came to my picture. And I remember when I looked at my picture, I'm like, oh, no. No. And can you see the sadness in my eyes? I can. You know, I—it was just a me of, of like a very young infant with my mouth open, and I just looked what I thought. I can't, I can't even tap into that word right now, but I remember—I don't—I probably didn't say it out loud. But I was like, "Oh, that's not me, is it?" And I—I I don't know if I said grotesque, but that word came up a few times when I mentioned this to my therapist years ago, and that's what I thought of myself back then. Like, no, that's not me. And even just, I can feel the emotion of the sadness I feel. That's not how I feel about that person now, but I'm tapping into that emotion Mm -hmm. just for this this podcast. And so that was what I feel deep, or, you know, that doesn't comprise of every reason I always did that, you know my life away, away with the addiction, but that's certainly a huge, huge part of it. Yeah. I always say that to, if anyone is dealing with shame, please, please, please take time with it. And, um, you know, work with a therapist or try to get to a point where you can really heal that wound, where it's coming from. And it might not be a story where you're looking at a picture. It might be, maybe you went through a trauma, you know, for a man or a woman, you yeah. know? Uh, some sort of trauma that the end result is deeper to shame. I, I, I urge you to really take time to heal that wound because when you begin to heal that wound, and it's probably not going to be an overnight process, you know, um, it's been kind of like a few you weren't there on the hike. We did we're talking about how sometimes the journey is very cyclical. Mm-hmm. In Western society, we think it's linear. Mm-hmm. We think we cross something one time. Well, guess what? You're gonna come back to it again and again and again. You might cross one threshold one time and move on to something else, but there are certain dynamics in your life you're gonna have to go through peeling a layer of onion right yes a few times so i had to deal with that and 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 i was able finally to get to a point where i mentioned in the closing circle i'll say this to wrap this little segment up i was able to look myself in the mirror yesterday and see myself as a not as like this handsome, because I think I'm handsome and, and fit. I'm 53 years old. I'm pretty much in shape, guys. Uh, but not even looking at that. I can say that I'm just going to be silly with it and, 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 and actually feel that way. I'm a handsome guy, right? And that's fine. I can I can own that, right? Yes. But even that aside, just seeing my, myself in the mirror, a reflection that's, wow, I'm a God being. I'm a sacred God being. And if I can ship someone, just one person that's listening to this, to to have that transition, my job on a second. is done, because that is magical. That's a miracle that that can happen.
0: When you said this yesterday in the closing circle, I was, when when Lauren um, asked you, hey, Jeff, did you watch already? Like, did you see yourself already in the mirror? Did you look in the mirror? And then when you said no, and then, you know, like you did look in the mirror and you were sharing this in the closing circle, I felt it in the deepest cell of my heart the freeing within your expression and the divine within you. And anyway, this, you know, when you are with other like-minded souls who help you to remember where we are coming from and to see the divinity in each and every one of us, it helps you to understand that you don't need to understand how faith and trust works. It is just a feeling, and in, instead of being, and instead of experiencing it, and I believe that you can only experience that feeling in a state of despair and in a state of frustration and when you are really on the floor. But the floor always has a door where you can move upon and walk through and you will be held by others who walk this path before. But they are waiting on the other side Mm. and many times you just don't see them there yet why didn't you and this is just me a question in regards to our circle why what prevented you from looking in the mirror after the first time You got the message to look in the mirror. Was there anything anything specific?
1: Probably because I just, I didn't have 100% 100 trust or faith that that's what the end result was going to be.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah, to be honest with you. Um, Because it's not the first time I've made an attempt to do that. Um.
0: Remember when Derek said, don't look look up when you when yeah, you when you, you want to think about the message because there's no way anymore that you need to look down yeah.
1: You know, I, I have to just go to what my heart's saying is, I think sometimes it takes, there's a lot of energy here.
0: Yeah. When
1: I say here, not just in this room, mm-hmm. in this building, on this property, um, just within myself, and you have to understand this year has been transformative in so many different ways. Oh, I love you. Believe know, you. Uh, doing, you know, getting, you know, writing three songs so far within the last two months, singing, composing with, with my rock star uh, music teacher, cool. two songs, learning to play the guitar, voicing some of those lyrics out in the public with her,
0: wow.
1: and voicing some powerful U2 songs that are touching my heart to, with her, being in Mount Chasta, crazy, heart chakra energy, a lot of energy that, that, and that's why when I came to this retreat, a lot of, I think the first day we were asked, what's your intention? And I, I, I almost was like, I really don't have an intention other than I think I even said, I don't know what I said, but I remember afterwards we were at dinner and I said, I just want to keep doing what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't, I don't want to change anything. It's why well, change something that's not broken type of thing. You know, so just kind of keep moving forward. But I think what I resisted, and I'm only going to what's coming to this full, I'm trying not to say what Amiga wants to say, you know, some smart, I was going to say smart ass, but some like (laughs) answer sounds like really politically or spiritually correct, you know, I I think I had to allow the energy to really come into full center and coalesce, if that makes sense. Yeah. Because there was no doubt it wasn't like even a resistance when I came up to the mirror that's in the, in the meditation room. And it was like, I had thought, my expectation for a few seconds was, oh, how long is this going to take? How long am I going to sit here and stand here and look at myself in the mirror and wonder something different from other than when I had tried to do this before? And it was like, within a few seconds, it was like, I see a God being in front of me. And I said a violet flame invocation right after that, and I said a self-blowing invocation after that, three times, and walked away. It was done. So to answer your question, I don't think the energy was ready to make that happen until, until, I'm working, until i was ready.
0: Until you're ready. Yeah. And that's the thing.
1: Yeah.
0: And that's that makes me think. Um of what you just said, like it, it's not linear, it always come back in circle. And there's always a time where there is still something that you are picking up because there's still something that you need to learn and it helps when you think about this life more than like a game, like a beautiful role game where you actually like, you know, collect missing puzzle pieces and leveling up with each with each of them and then you're going back and then you're collecting a different missing puzzle pieces but you couldn't have picked up this puzzle piece if you didn't learn the lesson from the last level exactly. Exactly. and on one point there is this deep trust and this like trust and trust faith and faith moment exactly where you just feel like this blasting heart opening within you and you just can't go backwards
1: you can't you know i will say you know i can see here and i'm not saying this to get rounding points from anyone you know you know once you tap into that well i have moments of self-doubt sure Mm -hmm. you know especially when it comes to performing, you know. And
0: you're human. You know,
1: there's actually these rock and roll musician music stars actually <laughs> get nervous before they get on stage, right? I, so I can own that, <laughs> you know. And so, and I think Derek, even says, our teacher says, you know, you will have moments of self-doubt and yeah. trepidation and fear. You know, that's human. Yeah. But never will I again in this lifetime or future lifetimes, will I have that red shame that I am nothing other than a God being, you know, um, Um, I
0: mean,
1: if you can make that shift, wow, because then that's, that's, that's the, what I call, I just thought of like, that's the baseline, that's the foundation to work on these other things such as the sacred masculinity and keeping the divine feminine in check you know and um going into service and being you know having integrity you know that's the baseline for that because without without that that understanding or confidence that you are a god being all that just becomes like me i live in california so i just think of an earthquake it becomes unstable Everything just kinda you know um and whatever, you know, what I did want to say is, you know, I just still don't have I understand I yeah, it wasn't like I know okay child but, you know, I just certainly I have a, the mother wound and um um in the certain dynamics of my childhood that weren't you know not perfect i don't think anyone's is i don't i don't think i had any major traumas in childhood you know but what i want to tell people is it is it is awesome to explore your childhood and have a baseline understanding what what is going into the equation of what perhaps is going on in your unconscious but if you You don't have to fully understand that to to move forward. And I'm a perfect example of that, you know? Because at some point, that's another thing that I wrote down right before I came here. I made a decision to step out of playing a victim and to move into my sovereign empowerment. Mm -hmm. That is key. That is so key in any forward-moving path you're, you're, you're on. You know, if you're still, if you know, I'm just ownership for my story. If I still drop into playing a victim and poor me, and it's not my fault and blaming my parents, blaming the individuals, blaming this woman because she didn't like me, blaming that woman because yada, 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 I'm not going to go anywhere. I need to step into out of playing the victim and into full empowerment. And I think that is very much the, the sacred masculine. Thing, yes. Right? Yes. Step into owning what's yours. People make mistakes all the time. Parents make mistakes. They're not fully evolved. You know, no one's fully evolved. So parents, they're, they're not going to be perfect. But at some point, and this was told over many years ago, and I couldn't, I couldn't, Step into it. But at some point, you need to take ownership for who you are as an individual and what you're doing. But you can't do that. I'm you're suffering. You're going to, you're going to suffer yes. sooner or later.
0: This is amazing. And this is definitely not the last time we have this
1: podcast. So. I have a lot of, you know, I usually I'm a quiet person, but you get, if I, if I become, when I become passionate about something, um, my heart speaks to me. And this is all, I have to say, hopefully 85, 90% of it is a coming from the heart. You know, I do have an ego and maybe a little bit is coming from me. but mostly I try to keep, I don't know if it's that, that's, evident or not but i i i hope that this is coming from the heart and it feels like it is so um, jeff it is
0: it is coming from the heart and i can feel it (laughs) i can i can feel you like i watch you and i feel you so i am and there's always there there needs to be ego with it because like what is Ray always saying you know like we are here we are human beings we have our ego it's not about I was talking to a friend, and he was like, "I don't even think I have an ego," and I'm like, "Okay." You know, like, it's, it's Good luck like, "With that." <laughs> yeah. So it's like yeah. it's about polishing the ego. Polishing ego. Yeah.
1: yeah. Polishing. I the use ego. the word refine the ego. So polishing, refining. Yeah. It's, yeah. And and that's one. Uh, well, let's just my my segment. I'll end there. You know. Uh, yeah. Well, my little um I I, uh, I used to think I had to get rid of the freaking ego. You mm. know how wrong. was is there. Yes, we need the ego. Mm-hmm. And you need the ego depending on what your calling is in life. You're gonna need your ego to stand to hold your ground, to set your boundaries, you right. know, to to be assertive in some ways, you know, you need that. Yes. But also keep that in check. How, like you said, polish your ego. Yeah. While developing um, this is why I love the integrated model, and I would love maybe our next talk, which I think yeah. probably will happen. I would love to talk more about integrative recovery. And
0: I would love that
1: a paradigm of twelve step model. And yes, that's please. All we have. You know, great, the twelve step works for a lot of people, but guess what? It didn't work for me, and it doesn't work for a lot of other people. So, I, I the integrative model that I'll just shine a little, just a small light on here is the integrative component of. You know, you're in, you're integrating, you're blending, polishing the ego while you're developing a connection with spirituality. Whatever that spirituality is to you, you know, it could be it could be something that's very religious. It could be something that's very just one love. It could be this whole different way to explore that within yourself. You know, but you know, you can work on your mind, but not really have a um, a central core relationship with yourself and guess what sooner or later you're, you're gonna be dancing some dicey territory likewise if you develop a core relationship with spirit and your ego is still running amok or it's you have a very weak ego or very strong ego you know guess what you're gonna be running amok at some point so it's about aligning those two and I think really Embody and sacred masculinity to with divine femininity, kind of naturally will align us too. If that makes sense or not?
0: It does make sense, and this is like the ancient wisdom that we all have within us. It's all all stored within our within our codes, within our genes, within our DNA. It's just a matter of fact if we allow ourselves to let it out. Mm-hmm. So that also means taking responsibility. And I love that you that you touched base on that. Um, in owning our our wounds and owning our 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 stuff that happened to us and really like rephrase it and saying it happened for us. and and yes, we we need to move through this circle of like um, victimhood. We need to because it's another it's another stage of um, evolution. But on one point, we are not the children anymore. And on mm-hmm. one point, we need to embrace that we can hold ourselves, and that we need to hold our inner child, and to 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 grow up, and to take ownership, and to understand also what the sacred feminine, divine feminine, is. What to understand what the sacred divine masculine is, mm-hmm. and to to understand um, yin and yang, and to to look also in the history books in regards to that. And not only like the Western, Western modalities. And this is definitely a point where I want to um, touch base with the next podcast with you because we were talking about that. But I feel, I feel today it's, it feels really, it feels really round Mm -hmm. and I, I, and like you said, there's a difference be- between like arrogance and confidence. And I think this is what it all comes down to that. And where we find the confidence also within us, and it all has to do with love. And I'm pointing right now on Jeff's wrist because he has a beautiful bracelet that says love on it.
1: Yeah, I'm also wearing a, uh, it's, it's a bracelet that's called Forged in Valaha. Anyways, I'm part. I, I I have Scandinavian blood running through me, so it's about being a Viking. So it's harnessing. Oh, I think that was yeah. very appropriate harnessing and yeah. my, my skin, you know, within me. So I don't have to get the tattoos or be the the, the Harley Davidson guy. I just you know, tap into my masculine power by wearing this bracelet. Anyways, I love that. <laughs> That's
0: amazing. <laughs> yeah. Before before we close, is there anything else on your heart to say? um, that you would like to share or whatever comes to you before I say.
1: Uh, so with that, and come to me just honor who you are. And if you're a man or a woman, listen to this podcast, this beautiful podcast, honor who you are. You mm-hmm. know, and if you are a man and you are sensitive and you're diving into, um, you know, maybe doing yoga class or meditation class or, you know, you know, stuff that maybe in the past has not been so manly, you know, just roll with it and don't, 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 you know, um, cause that, that, that's something I've had to, uh, uh, being a man sometimes, you know, it's like, um, Men don't see therapists, and men don't tap into their feelings and all all that jazz. And so, honor who you are. You know, honor the different energies that are within you, and uh, just just you know, don't don't go by the story that you may have heard through the media and and, and social constructs of of Western society in general. Just honor who you are, and, and things will eventually fall into place. I guarantee you. Yeah, That's
0: all I have. And that's like the most you can gift. And this is like, a, it's such an amazing podcast. Thank you so much for you showing yourself vulnerable, showing yourself also very strong and very, you know, straightforward. And it was just like, it was a beautiful symphony again with like talking
1: to you it's like it was like this, the first time when we didn't when it was being recorded so i didn't think we were going to actually reenact that i mean we didn't <laughs> reenact it but we did we, we kind of just followed where we left off and yeah so, um yeah I, I thought. yeah i, I felt very comfortable Yeah, you know, and which is amazing to me because if you would have approached me even a year ago I, I would have been like well I don't know you know I think you probably noticed like probably you said I think right in the very beginning I said well let's maybe do that when we all get back you know? yeah. that was a way of me saying I'm not now yeah but my heart was telling me again sometimes you have to listen to your heart get out of you, you go and listen to your heart my heart was saying Jeff this is something that you are capable of doing mm-hmm. and you should do now in this in this vortex a beautiful vortex that we're in you know because I knew once we get back home, I was just probably gonna not make it happen. Yeah. Yeah. So and um thank you for approaching me, having the, the faith that I would shine through like I did. Yeah. You know? So you obviously saw something in me. I should sure you for seeing that and having faith in, in in my ability to do a podcast with you. Yeah.
0: Well namaste, right? Right. Like we learned.
1: Yeah, <laughs>
0: No, but it's really like it's really true and i i totally like to close close this up and wrap this up today you know like i'm what i really gained also from the experience to be here and also being with all of you is we are here as human beings to learn to tap into our own recognition of our own divinity and many times we can only see that through the others. And when I, when I say that I see you, it's because I see you. And that also means that I see myself. And, and that's like the most beautiful thing we can actually like gift ourselves. Because there's this one saying of like, you can only see the death of someone else as you explored your own inner death. Oh my God, it's just totally different, the mm. sentence, but you know. No, what I I'm, understand
1: what you're saying. Totally. Um,
0: yeah. And that's so true. And sometimes we do feel alone and sometimes we feel lonely. And that's because, and that's definitely like I want to say, that's definitely something I want to start the next podcast with you. Certainly.
1: Because there is some validity to that statement alone. And that prevents a lot of people from moving forward or from taking a jump off point in the other direction, yeah. i.e., in and in our life. Yeah. In some some sort of way. Yeah. So that'd be a great segue into the next call because that is very true. We feel so alone. We think we're the only one going through this, you know? And just in my music alone, how if it can just touch one person and not make them feel so alone. Yeah. Um, wow, this this awesome guy got through that yeah and, and, the, and the people listen to this call you've only heard a little snippet of what i went through in the last 10 years um so yeah more to be revealed
0: more to be revealed because i also for for you guys who are listening um i was like one week ago i was talking to a to a friend of mine and he has um sex addiction mm-hmm. and in regards to that it's still like I am asking him because I'm interested I'm asking him why do you why do you feel it comes from and the answer after a couple of like um um other questions was because I'm afraid to be alone and it's like what we are all longing for is mm-hmm. intimacy and is connection mm-hmm. And it's just another layer of like how it looks for each and every one of us. And, and this is what I wanted to say. Thank you for honoring your path. Thank you for honoring yourself. Thank you for exploring your self-love because this is what we all have within us. And thank you for also being in this beautiful container here and also in this whole week because for sure, you know, like we have all puzzle pieces, individual for each and every one of us, yes. and I know that you will touch so many hearts, including my heart, and for that, I will be forever grateful.
1: Likewise, yeah.
0: Thank you. You're very welcome.
1: And thank you, everyone, for listening.
0: Thank you for listening to today's episode on Masculinity Now with Arabella Tornau. And thank you for your interest in your heart. If you like this podcast, please like, share and subscribe. So more people who can benefit from it can be reached. Take care and we hear you soon.